All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Chef's Caliber, where we're shooting up ideas and cooking up thoughts. My name is Heck, and I'm here with my man Vic. What we got, Vic? Pew, 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 pew. That's what we got? I don't know. I don't know what to do. You should have did it louder, at You least. know, these intros get weird because, like, I want to, you know, I want to sound like a radio show host. I want to be like the dude from Z100, where every time I sound the same every time. And I get it, I do, but my AD, ADHD, DD. They add, they add more Ds as it goes on. I'm on like, I'm on like the fifteenth D right D, now. Yeah, double D. Oh wait, capital I, D. am I supposed to say no homo? Because I did say a lot of Ds. Cap Ds, no homo. What does that mean anyway? I don't get it. I don't know. That's stupid. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we can't say it anyway. We might get canceled. So who knows? Well, no, no, no. In, 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 the, in the hood, we say we say no homo. You know, we can say a lot of shit. Well, no, in the hood, I think right? the new word is cap. Cap. Oh no, cap, no cap. So that's a yeah. lie when you yeah. say no cap. Yeah. So I learned that. My godson told me that. I learned that at at uh, my previous, my current, previous job, whatever you want to call it, and uh, I learned what no cap was, fucking with you know some uh, some of our younger peers. And uh, I thought it was funny because like they was like, "Yo, that's no cap," and I was just like, "What the fuck's no cap?" I was like, uh, "Yeah, I was like, no cap lock." Like we, we're we're on a video yeah. game, and my uh, godson was like, but, "Nah, nah, bro." That- in fairness to them, we said some dumb shit back in the day, and it's funny it made sense to us. And then now us older, we're like, "That don't make sense." Yeah, I don't knock. It. I used to think that was goofy, like, "Yo, who says that? That's dumb." But then I thought about all the shit we said, and I was like, "Yeah, we we sounded worse." Remember Herb? Fucking yeah, Herb. I was Herb. <laughs> Herb him up. Herb him up. <laughs> <laughs> it hurt or oh that oh, shit is fat snuff snuff him oh remember gill gill him oh gill dude oh. i got into plenty of fights for gills bro. gills dude. i never gave a gill and i didn't like receiving them yeah no yeah the older cats used to do that shit to us all the time dude but that shows you that shows you where the world is right now and i hate to be that guy but dude remember when motherfuckers like, used to give them gills and at, spin them around all like, of our games were physical, physical? yeah exit Mm-hmm. Uh, uh Man corners. Hunt. Manhunt, bulldog. Uh, 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 birthday, dude. Do they do birthday punches anymore? Nah, I do it with my sons actually. I, I started doing it with my oldest son. Vic, I'm not talking about us, funny. the world. Nah. Unless, unless you're like from our generation. Yeah. But dude, who, dude, on your birthday, like right now, people like, hey, my birthday. You hated your birthday because you knew you mm-hmm. was about to have no arms and legs. Because yeah. you was about to get lit the fuck up. Yep. You didn't then, actually. And, you used to walk the other then, side of the and, block. And, and then, <laughs> and then, motherfuckers be, <laughs> motherfuckers be, motherfuckers be like, and one for good luck. You're like, come on, yeah, man. And it's usually the haymaker. Yeah. And it's the and, biggest. And that's the one that they yo. run from across the street <laughs> and they Superman punch you. And you're but like, you know, I don't think it was a hood thing. I think birthday punches was just our thing. Cause I knew I knew people who wasn't from the hood who did it. They they used to do it. But that's and what I'm saying. Like hard. They, because it was a more physical time. Like like physical it's sport. weird. We showed like ability through physicality. Yeah. Like we was like, oh yo, I like you. So what we mm-hmm. did? Slap boxing. Yeah, I didn't slap. So. Dude, slap boxing. Like yeah. slap boxing, it made you faster with the hands. Yeah. If you knew how to fight, normally that motherfucker slap box, and you mm-hmm. just slap box. Yeah. You did like do even niggas do, do do people even arm wrestle? You did nah. shit like thumb wrestle, knew, arm wrestle. I know a guy I used to work uh, with. He, he does it professional, like semi-pro arm wrestle. You know that's hard, over the top. Yeah, over uh, the top. Sylvester uh, Stallone. But again, that's just uh, hard. But we did a lot, and again, we were just fine. Showed a lot of love, a lot of respect. Like yo, and shoot a fair a, one. Shoot a fair one. That's it. When people yo shoot the ones. If mm-hmm. you said shoot the ones, that means you couldn't oh, get remember jumped. Remember when one used to mean bye? What? Yo, yo, one. I won. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I won. No, because because again, that was short for one love. 
Was it? Yeah. So I it was like, yo, before it started, it was like, yo, one love. And then bang. And then they just cut off the love because, you know, we we too lazy to say words. And it was just one. Yeah. We said a lot of them. But we like, instead of getting your number, we like, yo, let me get your math. Let me get your math. Nah, I never said. I used to give me the digits. Digits, math, number. That's crazy, You know, I learned that um, kind of the hard way when... A female was like, give me your digits. Who says that? I was like, oh. Like, I felt so bad. <laughs> he said, did you cradle her and you, oh. <laughs> yeah, I felt Aww, so dumb. I was like, oh, shit. And I didn't get the number. I just, she made me feel dumb. So, I, like, I realized at that point, like, I, you know, you just start learning. You Some shit you just got to grow up. Like, and I think, I don't know. If, I got I to gotta be honest. I don't know if I stopped saying it or I think I said it less. So, some digits. in the kitchen. Did you guys have like certain slang? Oh, absolutely. That you got. So, like, all right, we had our slang, but again, you was you were still in the kitchen in the nineties. Yeah. So. No, no, not in the in the mid two thousands. In the mid two thousands. Uh huh. So. Did you guys 04. have? Oh four. exactly. So, like, say for instance, like being a uh, working with law enforcement, we had our own slang mm-hmm. that we would use within our codes or whatever we would classify somebody, and we would use it in everyday life. Did you guys have you guys' own slang? In your world, separated from the slang yeah. in our world. You spoke kitchen. Yeah. You spoke Spanglish. And what's kind of cool, though, was, um, and I don't know if I touched on it in the hashtag fry pan shit, but white people spoke good Spanish in the kitchen. Like, it's a lot of Mexican Spanish or, like, Central and South American Spanish because those were the majority of the people cooking or prepping. But a lot of white dudes spoke better Spanish than me. Way better. Like... I used to be embarrassed. What the fuck kind of Puerto Rican am I? My kids speak Spanish. And, 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 dude, when I moved out here, you know how many fucking blonde hair, blue eyed motherfuckers I ran into that I was like, this is white motherfucker. So and the motherfucker was straight Spanish. I'm like, wait, what are oh, you? Oh. Puerto Rican, Colombian, uh, uh, Portuguese, Yo, Brazilian. And I'm like, what? Do you remember when the Chino spots spoke perfect Spanish? Yeah, mine's did. And I used to be like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, mine's did. They used to talk to me in Spanish. <laughs> And I'd be like, yeah, let me just... And then they're like, oh, you don't speak Spanish? And they would like, look at me with shame. And I'm like, damn. Dude, it, <laughs> dude, it, it came... To, but see, this will, they're fucking... They're smart, man. Dude, how many uh, Chinese spots... How many Span... Uh, blah, blah, blah. How many Chinese spots turned to half Puerto Rican spots? That was the best. Dude, that even the out future, here. Bro. The one on... The one on fucking... Um, oh, the one on Obi... Uh, the one Kissimmee. on... Uh, John mm-hmm. by John getting yeah, kissing yeah. me. It's, a, it's like what? a Chico Rico. Yeah, something like that, right? Yeah, Chinese motherfuckers that cook Spanish. There's fucking a spot food. on the other side of town. It's great. So, in the kitchen, you know what? What a lot of people don't, you know. I, I listen. I think in the hashtag fry pan shit, it, it almost came off as a negative thing in the in the restaurant industry. And what I want to clarify is that the restaurant industry is volatile. It's extremely volatile and it's militant. To the point where I think some people lose their way in how militant they become. There is a whole other language in there. We talk differently. We we behave differently. Um, we speak in very short phrases. So when you call the line, you do like a roll call to see where the line is. Right? So you're like, all right, guys, roll call. All right, where we are on saute? Ba, 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 ba. Where we are on fry, pop, pop, pop. I'm just using general generalization. So real fast, you said the word, the word roll call. Mm-hmm. You know who else uses that word? 
law enforcement. Law enforcement. Yeah, you're right. Roll call. Roll well, call. Every, everybody's there. And just like you said, all right, you're here. You're there. What we got here, what we got, the numbers. Yeah. The... It's the brigade system. It's the fr- it's a French kitchen brigade system. And if I'm not mistaken, it's a militant. I believe it's Escoffier was the inventor. Um, for any chefs out there who may may not be listening, um, correct me. It's been a, it's been a hot minute, but it's a brigade system, and usually it's set up in a, in a in a square-ish type kitchen where the chef is central to everyone, and you're pretty much facing your whole line, and you can see all your cooks working off the stations, and then they bring everything to the pass, which would be like a table set up for the chef to finish the dishes. Um, we use words like behind. Uh, short words hot hot means something is behind you sharp sharp knife um, but you gotta yell you're yelling all the time so in a kitchen you're always like above like a decibel two three decibels you're yelling all the time and it, it takes a toll on you because you're you're, you're yelling <laughs> and some chefs they're like we chef you have to speak fucking French or half French half whatever um, some people want to hear yes, chef, chef, yes, um, uh, sharp, hot, corner. So we speak in abbreviations or we speak in short term to to get it through. You know, go to the walk-in and grab me, uh, you know, a Lexan of whatever. And that would be like a big fucking tray of, you know, whatever. Give me a sheet pan. So we speak in, in short, efficient, quick terms so now imagine back then you did that how you think it is now like like think about it right like so back then like a a, a, a chef a chef could be a male or female well and they'd be like yes chef usually it was a male some so females. let's just say right but yeah. either or there were there was there was some there were some the female females chefs were and they were, yeah they were great and you had to say yes chef yes chef. but oh, everybody male Female, the whole kitchen. other, whatever you want to say, understood that and addressed that. Addressed right. them as such back in the day. Yeah. You think it's like that now? Like if a guy's know. like, I want to be pronounced as yes, chef. You got that one person that's like, well, well, I don't feel comfortable the saying thing, yes, so, chef, because you, I feel like, 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 it's 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 aggressive to call you to say yes, so, chef. Like, you think that still goes on in the kitchen I don't today? Know. I, you know, one of the reasons why I had a hard time in the industry. As an individual, not as a cook, I thrived. I loved it. Like I was probably, you know, I was pretty fucking badass in the kitchen. What 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 I struggled with in terms of personal growth was I was very hostile towards people who were disrespectful to me. So like those chefs that be like, you're a fucking idiot, stupid fuck, you spick, you don't know anything. You know those kind of guys. I would just punch them in the face. Yeah. I would just put hands on them. So, I don't... I think now, in one sense, I would tell you, you know, honestly, I think that one of the good things that came out of, you know, people fighting back for that level of disrespect was, I think now it's harder to do that. I think it's harder for people to be disrespectful to other people on that level. But... It is harder, harder, wait, harder to be disrespectful. Yeah, meaning like a chef can't be like, "Go fuck yourself, you idiot," or "You're not gonna survive here. You fucking suck." Okay, okay. You know, they can't degrade you the way they used to. Mm -hmm. And I've experienced it, but I've also experienced that I've, I've, 
I slapped the shit out of somebody dude, one time. Look at this that. dude. What's his name? Ram Ramsey? Oh, we talked about before. Dude, That's hashtag fry. He literally made his career off of disrespecting people. And he's a fraud. But it's funny how everyone's like, oh man, I love him. Yo, my man, he, made, he, his, talks to you like that. he made his career off of disrespecting people. He talks to you like that. And you're like, oh, I love you. The, the very same people who love him knows and would say, if he spoke to me like that, it'd be a problem. They like the personality. So they like to know, they like to enter. They like the theater, the kabuki theater. It's almost like when you look at these videos on YouTube, right? About people getting punched in their face, yeah, the, the cheaters getting caught, all the people Until doing dumb. But again, then they'll watch those videos and be like, violence is bad. <laughs> and you're like, while they're binge watching violence. While they're binge watching people getting punched in the face. Yeah. Karen's getting punched in the face. Yeah. Uh ghetto people getting you punched in the face. You ever see Karen's get punched in the face and then whoop somebody's ass? Dude, that that's was funny. It, guess what? Welcome to the nineties and the two thousand early two thousands, bro. That's that, that's that's what yeah. So in the restaurant bit, yeah, it is like that. You do you do have your shortcut language. Uh you have to speak short, clear phrases that everyone universally understands. So it's because in the kitchen is very fast paced. You got to be doing 50 things at one time while you're listening to orders, while you're doing modifies, while the server's in the, in, you know, the fucking, the chef is like, get the fuck out of here where we got service going on. While you're dealing with a cook who might be falling on the line, like you have so many things happening at one time that you get so used to talking in short phrases that you start talking like that in general. In real life, yeah. <laughs> yeah and when you life. talk, I, yeah, I you know. You do. Kitchen people have their own language. We but it, we do. The funny thing is, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. But it makes sense because you're in that world. When you say world. it to someone else, they're like, "Yeah, yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, that's dumb. <laughs> I don't get it." But when you're in it, it's not glamorous. Because even in those kitchens that are quote unquote glamorous, it's extremely stressful. There's a lot of stress that you age in working in that environment. Double. Mm -hmm. You go in there 25, and by the time you hit 28, you really turn 40. That, that's why when, when you have those people out there who don't know better, they go, you know, um, and this is not, well, as pertaining to people in the kitchen mm -hmm. and people in the service business where they go, you know, your job is just taking an order. You're mm -hmm. like, bro, do you understand how many orders they take a day? Yeah. Which is why, like, say, I'm respectful to those people. Like, mm -hmm. I go no, to but they're not like, waiters they're servers well serve sorry right. servers no no I didn't say and, you, and, and, you and said cooks. it right okay cool I did okay but great it's just people who don't know it's a difference so, but again and they bad oh, you, you, you don't you just take an order you're like yo bro you know how many orders mm -hmm. I take a fucking day nah, being being a, a, a server and is now like, say so say let's say you, you get a BLT let's yeah. just say right let's be say BLT mm -hmm. with mayo you get a hundred orders of mm -hmm. and then some dude like me comes through and goes I don't want mayo. I want butter. No, no. Can I have a BLT without bacon? Yeah. Uh, I, I want a BLT without no bacon. And uh, I don't want mayo on butter. Yeah. You just that made happens. 100 BLTs. So that one person, yeah. like. You have to stop your whole process. Yeah. And again, process. We're human. Mm -hmm. And when people flip out for that, you got to understand. Like, those people are like, yo, you got to understand. You're different. So when it comes to like say the mayo and I mm -hmm. say that because me I hate mayo I hate mayo so I substitute mayo with butter uh -huh. and people look at me like I'm an alien I'm like cool but when someone fucks up and gives me it with mayo I don't throw it in their face like you fucking you fucking scallywag you fucked up my order no I'm like yo bro listen I'm is sorry hey listen voice? I didn't want yeah I had to do it <laughs> Oi. Yeah, Alda, you, uh, you so sound, I'm like yo you sound like you, you sound like Alda you fucked my order <laughs> <You fuck> <laughs> yeah so I'm like yo listen I want to know mail and you know what they oh I'm sorry 
But again, I get it. Yo, dude, in the hood, everybody loves fucking mayo. I'm the only motherfucker in the hood getting butter. So, but this is what I'm saying. Like, everybody wants you to cater to them individually. Understandable, but understand. You're you're, you're the fucking... um, you're the fucking denominator out of all that shit. You know what fucks it up is options, right? As a chef, you crafted and how do you say it? As a chef, you've worked on mastering your specific skill, right? Like in the, what was the movie Taken, right? Mm-hmm. You've literally. <laughs> you have a particular set I of have skills. A particular, yeah. You've mastered that one skill. Even if your one skill is kneading cheese or you know, curing bacon, whatever it is, that one skill is what you specialize in. That is what you mastered, right? For someone to come along knowing that everything you put into that, they're going to order something the total opposite. Why would you come to my establishment knowing that if I'm a barbecue restaurant and I specialize in pulled pork and you say, well, I'm religious, I don't eat pork. Why the fuck did you come here? Exactly. Right? So... And then, I'm not saying that we can't cater to you. What I'm saying is, from the perspective of of the culinary side, the, the chef's perspective and the service perspective is, we want to make you happy because that's what we do. Being a chef is fucking torture. Yeah. Because you get treated like dog shit every day. If it's not by your superior or by some of your staff, because sometimes it can be either or, it's the, ser- it's the customers. Sometimes the servers. But usually the servers are pretty chill. As long as you give them food, they're good. Yeah. You give a server family meal, like again, that's another slang for us, right? Who got family today? Yeah, right. And then they they would get the. I would assume now, I'm not in. The, but mm-hmm. based on what you said, I would assume that means a who has family at home that needs food, you get the extra. No, 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 no. Okay, so you cool. li- right. you take it literal, right? So for the culinary side is, um, when I was a chef, I would always designate family to different people in the kitchen. So every day or every two days, it would be someone different, and family meal is. For the staff. Oh, okay, all right. So you would just order a separate order for family meal. You would just buy separate things that are very inexpensive but tasty, right? So if I knew a guy who had like his taco day, and I knew he did it well, I would always order it for him that day. So he came in and knew for his day he wanted to do taco. If I had like I told you one guy did Spanish food one day, and I would tell him straight up, "Yo, you want Spanish food, dude? Like, what do you want to do?" He'd be like, "Yo, chef." Order me a box of platanos, order me some this and that. And I'm like, cool, I'll order it. And then that he knows how to allocate the time to make for those dishes for family meal so we could all sit down and eat together. So it's a camaraderie. So in the kitchen, you develop these very strong relationships with people. And if you become sort of an outlier in the kitchen, if people don't like you, generally speaking, it's because of you. You have to be a real dick for people not to like you. And normally the people who are dicks is weird. They don't understand that they're dicks. They don't. And and I think we talked about before, sometimes people get misunderstood. But there are chefs, and I'm telling you... I agree with that. I want to fuck somebody up. I agree with that. There's a chef. He called One day he called me... I forgot what he said. He said something along the lines of like... You'll never succeed or, you know, you're you know, a kid from the ghetto. So he said something slick like that. I promise you, bro. I, I saw red. I wanted to fuck him up so bad. But it, it, 
those are the trigger words. But you're you, taught you, to believe like, that you can't be better. Yeah. E- even, and again, I don't know the teachers now. Well, actually, now the teachers now are more concerned well, with my with teachers that you. I had in culinary school were great people. This well, wasn't a teacher. This was uh, someone no, I'm, I'm talking about, no, I'm talking about not that, that, that was already when he was in a trade. I'm talking about like our schools. Yeah. Like in our schools, public schools, you had teachers that would oh, look at you. Oh, yeah. I had and, and again, you don't believe up. me, of course, because I'm new. Listen to Biggie's songs. He'll tell you. I had teachers who told me I was going to be nothing or nothing, thing mm-hmm. like that. They would look you in the face and be like, you're not going to be anything. You're going to be a loser. Yeah. You're just another number. And teachers had, and you had guiding counselors that look at you like. <laughs> you're another number. Yeah. You ever tried selling drugs? Yeah. Legit. Facts. Facts. But guess what? We weren't like, boo-hoo, I'm going to nah. commit suicide. We was so, like, that drove us. Like, that, right, It made you, you hungry. And it, it That's made what made me hungry, hungry was. Exactly. Being myself in the kitchen was hard because I was around a lot of people who were not like me. But then the people who were like me, I became close friends with them. Some I'm still friends with to this day. Some, you know, we've drifted, but we're friendly. The hidden language in the kitchen is more of a respect of your skill and your level of respect for people. You know, because you could be the greatest cook on the planet. Because before you're a chef, you're a cook. But if you have a rapport that is so fucked up and so awful with people, you either one, you're not going to succeed or two, you're going to succeed on your own. And then that that fall from grace, that fall from the top is so fucked up because no one's going to be there to catch you. There's a lot of chefs who who left the business because the business sucks for one way or another, but they went on to live great lives. I'm one of those people who I could test it like I left the business in that sense. To build a life for myself outside of it, but still love the business. There are some guys who are still in the business who are not in love with it anymore. It's just a job, yeah. It's just a job to them. And you work so hard to be creative. Because you're remember we said you're an artist. When mm-hmm. you're a chef, you're an artist and your art matters. And remember, your art is consumable. You gotta eat it. So if someone doesn't like what you make, it's crushing. Mm-hmm. It destroys your soul. You know, and TV glamorized being a chef too much to the point where it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Not understanding that if you look at some of these contestants, they're not the contestants, but the chef judges on these shows, if you look at their faces, a lot of these people are not even in their 40s yet. Some of them might be 50, but they look old. They look tired, right? They look run down. And it's not because they're unhappy with their lives, but that business, it wears on you. It, it's wear and tear. And it takes a toll on you. And we get afraid to leave the business. And I could tell you, I have food nightmares, bro. I've had food nightmares in and out of the business. Meaning, when I was in the business, I used to wake up 2 o'clock in the morning. Right after I just fell asleep, 3 o'clock in the morning, I would fall asleep. <gasps> wake up in a panic. Oh, shit, I forgot to order this. And I would go through my order and realize, that, oh, I ordered it. And I would be up the whole night. Like, And now I have nightmares where I'm like, am I still good enough? Because you're competitive with yourself. And I think that goes, that translates into any, any kind of thing you do. Now, I will tell you this. I don't think it translates into certain businesses. I think certain businesses, like, some of it applies, but you become competitive with yourself because you don't know how else to be. And it's a love-hate relationship. If you're a server in the business, you love and you hate the business. Cause you get mad, and then you come into work, you're like, "It's fucking da da da." The service today sucks. These these customers suck today. The water's not doing. You know, the, the machines are broken. But you keep coming back. It but, takes a, a special kind of person to go back and keep doing it over and over. But it, I don't. I think any 
any field you're in, you're gonna have a bad day. If you think that any field you're in is gonna be no, but perfect, kit, kitchen's gonna, bad, bro. But of course, it, it is bad. It's like for you guys when it rains, it pours. It pours like well, it thunder pours. Yeah, it's like fucking Noah's Ark. Cause if you're a bakery, <laughs> everything works except the ovens. <laughs> if yeah. you're a barbecue spot, everything works except your pit. Yeah, you 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 can't get your fucking charcoal the fucking. I'm burn. telling you, it's yeah. the weirdest thing. It's like the restaurant gods have fuck. They fuck with Dude, us. Dude, it's but it's even with us in the medical field. Yeah. Like it be, and then you get that one day that you like what, yeah, the hell, yeah, yeah, you get those. Um, I miss it. I, 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 but I don't miss it the way people think I miss it. I don't have a desire to go back into it at that capacity because if I go back in, I go on my own terms. So if 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 you were, if they were like, all right, yo, listen, come back. You're the head chef. You call the shots. No, it goes through you. Nope, it's not worth it because it's never you. Remember your restaurant has to have your name on it and it has to be your business you know how many restaurants i've opened menus i've written how many subcontracts i've done with people and i've and it was amazing shit that you're like yo Vic, you did that but i can't point back to it because it's not actually mine i did it for someone else they paid me good money to do it and now they own it that's just the business like that's a fact and I know it's a fact only because it's like, again, like when you're in the, um, when you're in a profession, mm-hmm. the profession is the profession. It's you can't profession. change it. So like say my brother-in-law, exactly what you said. He said like for he's years, a chef. He, right. he was the head chef of a place who wasn't his. And he's got a dope ass food truck. But he, he owned it. Yeah. But it wasn't his. Mm-hmm. And that's why he was like, yeah, bro, I'm going to go do my own thing. Cause mm-hmm. it was, he was the chef. But like you just said. It wasn't his. It was someone else's. It's so it, else's. it's never, even if you're the head chef. It's yours. It's yours up until the point where you try to claim it. The uh, the air quotes. It's yours. Air yeah, quotes. Air quote. yeah, under, finger yeah. quotes. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, son, we're going to have a month. You guys, you guys sound the same. And I think you guys would really get The thing along. about culinary guys is even chefs that I'd never agree with on a lot of stuff, we always had a certain respect when it came to the business, the industry. Because you respect the industry because we all know that this is not the job that people think it is. And it's not glory. It's not glamorous. It's not any of those things. You get there, you know, like all things we do, right? We do this podcast because we hope for one day it becomes so fruitful for us that we could do more clever and more interesting things. And... The goal with it is to eventually do live or or even do video recordings of, of cooking and talking, right? Because that's where we're going with it. And to bring on people like professional wrestlers and professional, you know, we have that stuff lined up. But you got to build the foundation before you can start doing that. It's the same thing in the kitchen. It's the same thing with, with wrestling. It's the same thing with fighting. It's the same thing with nursing. You got to build up your reputation before people want to join you because even if you're the top top caliber chef there's still going to be a few people like nah i'm gonna wait to see how this goes piggybacking off of what you said for me it's a little different it's the same but with this with a twist i don't like bacardi but i'm um, sorry but it's good yeah dude 10 years this 10 years bro it's añejo it's just 10 no no it's grand Oh, oh, I don't man. know what it is. So, oh, so for me, it's different because you know what it is? <clears throat> and this is me looking from the outside of it, which is why I, I like what we do. 
we come from where we come from. Mm-hmm. We come from, and I know you hate the term, but we come from the ghetto, the hood. No, no, I don't mind coming from the ghetto. It's when someone says it in a You're ge- Okay, yeah, I got you. We come from where we come from. We come from the hood. When you hear things like chef, mm-hmm. wrestler, yeah. you don't think ghetto hood. <laughs> well, I so, remember when I became like a chef, me, everybody like me thought and my I cousins it. and the guys we I roll with, yeah. we come from the ghetto and the hood. hood. And Facts. we're wrestlers. wrestlers. Well, I used to be. My cousin still does it. Like, they're wrestlers. Them, He's them a beast, bro. You're a chef. Yeah. You got family who does chef. Yeah. And... Even now, I'm like, yeah, I used to wrestle. Everyone's like, you used to wrestle? Mm-hmm. When you when they hear you're a chef, you're a chef. chef? Yeah, they're like, what? You worked it's at It's unconventional Garden? for someone from the hood or the ghetto no. to be you know, a chef or a wrestler. Now, if I was from fucking Ohio, mm-hmm. yeah, and I'm like, yeah, yeah I used to wrestle. They'll be yeah. like, oh, yeah, I yeah, can see cool that. And yeah. or, or you're from like Tennessee. And like, yeah, I chef. They're like, really? I can yeah. see that. But when you're like, yeah, South Bronx wrestler, they're like, yeah. What? They wrestle. You're, they don't rob people you, and steal you, cars. You re- <laughs> yeah, we do too. That's the thing, dude. I grew up listening to rock music. Fuck yeah! All right, and people quick, like, dude, back quick. in my hood, like they be like, yo, dude, you're fucking Oreo. You're right. you're 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 a house, you're a reverse Oreo. Cookie. Yeah, you're a reverse Oreo. Yeah. I don't know what do you mean. They're like, you're, dude, you're white on the outside and black on the inside. I'm like, right now, just off the top of your head, favorite rock band? Huh, dude? Come on, I'm gonna be basic. Metallica, baby. Metallica. Dude, Damn. I got their whiskey on my shelf, man. Fair. Fuck. Basic, dude. I'm gonna say Black Sabbath, bro. I could do Black Sabbath. I like Black Sabbath, but I could t- I could take them in doses, man. Paranoid. Ooh. Dude. Well, I like Pantera. Pantera. Yeah. I do like Slipknot. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. But again, the, fuck these out. are people who grew up in the South Bronx. Yeah. And they like things that are considered white. When you hear it, they're like. What? Yeah. That that's fucking a white boy, dude. I got classified as a white boy my whole years growing up because yeah, I listened to rock. Know. I did wrestling. You're about eight. I fucking worked out. Like I did shit that fucking white people do. Yeah. And that's what I was classified as. But again, when they hear that I do it, they're like, "You used to wrestle? I don't believe you." I have to show them videos. You know what I mean? So, on that note, mm-hmm. we're gonna take a quick break, bit. Metallica. <laughs> dude. <laughs> Alright y'all we back Took a little quick break And um, you know let's let's pick up where we left off So you know uh, To your point that you made before One of the things that I always thought was interesting Was uh, coming from where we came from The stereotype Right the archetype What you're supposed to look like if you're a chef How you're supposed to be if you're a chef How you're supposed to talk if you're a chef And I'm not saying I broke the stereotype Because I know I didn't but I could say for sure, for people like us, we're definitely the minority in the minority. Yeah. Right? I was in the kitchen bumping, you know, and I, this is a funny thing. You know the movie Chef with John Favreau? No. He made a movie. And it came out, I don't know, maybe seven years ago. And um, it's kind of interesting because he took, he is a good movie. It's a little bit Hollywood, but it's still a good movie. Um... And he took some of the elements of, like, the gritty part of the chefing, but they still made it very Hollywood. And the one thing I enjoyed about the movie was they, they kind of talked about, or they touched on the internal struggle of a guy who's, like, a father, who's a friend, who's struggling. You know, the artist part, the struggling artist thing. Everything else is Hollywood, right? 
But I like that he took that stance on the movie because he did something that a lot of people weren't doing in movies at the time for chef movies. A lot of chef movies are very over-exaggerated, very glamorous, almost kind of nonsensical. You know, the one with the chick with the steak and the, the knife. With the, it was dumb. Yeah. And uh, did <laughs> yeah, you ever see yeah. the movie The Wrestler? Yeah. Bro, that movie's so yeah. intense. But it, and it, it but showed, it's a true story. And it showed that side Great of it. Great movie. Like, and it, it's the stereotype, right? Like, stereotype. he wasn't supposed to be no. a wrestler. And that's the thing. So, like, when when um, I, like when I get into it with me and you, like, say, for instance, right, and even my cousins, my family, people from the South Bronx, being a chef, mm-hmm. being a wrestler, it's unheard of. You don't, anybody that you ask, they're like, wait, what do you do? My grandmother equated being a chef to, like, a doctor. Literally. <laughs> but again, that's because in our culture, cooking is, 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 we call it love food. It is. It's important. Like you, like you cook with love. Yeah. Cook, and the only wrestlers like, we knew were TV wrestlers. Because like back in the day, like all we had to show love was food, food. and respect. Uh-huh. Like being poor, what you had was respect. That's how come back in the days, respect was so demanded because that was the only thing we had that was worth something. Which is still true. You know, to this cooking, day. cooking is something that you had that was worth something because that was something that you was given to your family from the heart yeah. to feed them. That's come they call it love food. That's come some people grow up with with like food disorders because, like they were like yo, yo like the person who cooked kind of forced you to eat because they was doing it with love. It mm-hmm. came from a good place, <laughs> but it was, it, was it was fucked up for the person because yeah. they, they just made you eat. Yeah. So now they call it you know food food abuse or whatever the fuck they call it, but shit like that was unheard. like that's what we did because that's all we had. We was fucking poor. We didn't have money. We couldn't show love with buying you a fucking pony. Mm-hmm. We we respect. That's why people demanded respect. Mm-hmm. Cooking, you know. So like, going back to the language, mm. like you guys had your language, like wrestling, like yo, we had language. But wrestling was physical language too, right? But even in the back, we would like, and smart marks learned it. What a smart mark is. Um, so you got mark and you got smart mark. Mm-hmm. A mark is someone who knows, like, they believe wrestling is real. You can't like yeah. but a smart mark knows the business. They know wrestling is staged. Mm-hmm. It's choreographed. Well, there's, there's I'm two not kind gonna of say fake. Right? I'll never say fake, and people who say fake is weird. No, I, no, anybody but, that says wrestling is fake, I'm like, yo, dude, step in the right, ring. So let's clarify. So there's two wrestlings. There's like college collegial wrestling. Yeah, that. Well, that's yeah. Like Roman, that's, they call it Olympic style wrestling, right? And then there's actual like entertainment wrestling. Yeah, but they're well, both now it's called entertaining. Physical. But again. On that level of college, like again, they got grappling, dude. In the training, when you train, you we grapple. grapple. Yeah, you grapple. It was it was, it was, it was, it was real. Like the shit is fucking real when you're grappling, man. And dude, you get you get blown up, like. But then you know you had the drills. Wrestling is a very, very athletic sport, and I give it to them. Even even if I don't like the wrestlers that are there today. I can't discredit them because again, you gotta understand, it, it's a full body thing. You have to be in shape. And there's their own language. You have too, to right? remember what's going on. You have to remember if they're spot calling. You have to remember oh, the spots. But what's spot calling? Uh, so spot calling is pretty much like when you're backstage, you run. There's different types. You could run through the three major keys: uh, start, fi- start, middle, finish, and then in between you work out the kinks. You got people who just literally call the whole match mm-hmm. 
and then you got people that just work now working is just you're in the ring and you that's that's like for me that's like professional that for me is like chef mm. you go in there and you work you ain't got to call nothing you just you just pretty much call the end and everything else is you work in the ring that for me is like chef like you know everything there's nothing nobody could tell you You're and it's a universal language i can come from america and go to mexico japan canada and i know the language so would you say and from a language standpoint because i always likened a, a good chef on the line not a line cook but a chef to me is like a composer he understands 140 <laughs> he understands 140 <laughs> anybody who gets a double cup pork chop from a high-end steakhouse <laughs> or a high-end restaurant, get it 140 degrees, 145 max, you're going to love it. But I think you like a composer. You orchestrate everything, right? And that's it. And the thing is, it's right there. What people don't understand is, it's not like an actor to where you got 60, you got six months, three months to rehearse your lines. Literally, you get there, they're like, hey, Victor, you're working. Hector, get together. You guys get together and you guys create something right there. Mm. You guys don't you guys don't chore choreograph have anything. You guys don't go through you guys are in the back talking it so out. So what's the, what would you consider like what's good physical language? Like how would I know if you're gonna throw me on the ropes or how Dude, do I know it's, if it's, you're gonna it's, suplex it's, me? It's, it's it's body touches, it's communication. There's people that there, there's certain body that body taps that you could do that you would know. But there's certain communications that you would know. Short language, like you said, like slang, like like you know, uh what you said, uh, sharp means knife or something sharp. like that. Or nice yeah, or it's behind. literally short words like that in the ring, and you just say the one thing, but you have to hear it. So what's a I? So you just trigger something. What's a taboo? So in the restaurant world, you don't touch a chef's knife. You get your ass whooped. Kayfabe. What the fuck's that? So kayfabe is pretty much so. Like say for instance, I mean, I I I, I feel like kayfabe is dead right now, but in the golden age of wrestling, kayfabe was like remember you really thought. That this person hated this person. Even uh -huh. if you thought wrestling was fake, you uh -huh. believed. Okay. Yo, okay. Bob hated Sally. Holy sh They hate each other. Mm -hmm. That's kayfabe. They made you think it. You would never see them together. They would never be in the same room. Oh, you believe you shit. hate them. But right now, you're like, oh, man, these guys hate each other. And then you see them doing the same book signing in the same place. You're like, wait a second. I thought these guys... Kind of like the old the old school, like Andre the Giant Hulk Hogan thing. Yeah. They were best friends and then they were the worst enemies. Something yeah, like that. I gotcha, I gotcha. You know, not saying those two characters were, but... But that the character, I see what you're saying. The like idea. The, to build up the That's it, because <clears throat> when, when you wrestle, it's a story. Mm-hmm. Kayfabe, man. Who was that? So would you say, like, um, I don't... Again, I, I, it's been out of it for a while, but I remember when Stone Cold was, like, like trailblazing hard. Who would you say would would be his version of, like, that kayfabe? Well, he was still not good. He was, for what I consider one of the goji well the end of an era because dude after the attitude era i feel like rest for me uh i feel wrestling oh died. the attitude era that's right I feel, I you're feel right wrestling. that's what it was after that that shit took a but think about dip. you know what's funny when you say that it reminds me of music it reminds me of clothing it reminds me of attitude in general well with that as far as that that would be like even like say people in the 80s and 70s who said our version of music and dressing was like i don't give a fuck 90s can't but again, that's that, that's the equivalent though to a seventy to to someone in the seventy or the eighties going, dude, disco, whoo, you can't beat disco, bro. I, 
80s was weird. Oh, were they, uh, yeah, man. Freestyle, freestyle, and like, Euro like yeah, pop. freestyle. So who the, dude, I loved it. I haven't heard the same version of freaking Maria. I don't care what you say. Great song, classic. Oh my god, I wanna, that's hood love songs. I smash my face to a window. Hood love songs. I mean, I'll sing it, but I'll smash freestyle my face. Freestyle for y'all don't know, it's not rap. Freestyle is hood love songs for the black. No, 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 no. That's Spanish hood no, love songs. No, it's not. Because black they, and Italian no, people dude, love that shit. Fucking Spanish people. Fucking. <laughs> They fucking pray to we do. freestyle music. Yeah, we do. It's like classic <laughs> shit. That's love like, music, bro. Dude, that shit was like. But you had Euro pop, you had that. But you know, I, I like I like the analogy of what it means to be in both industries because they're the same. And you know, but even it, uh, not to cut you no, off, no, but ahead, even even like say for instance, uh, when I started being on the on the law enforcement side, mm-hmm. it's the same shit. They have their it's own the language. And we interpreted that like wrestling, like when I speak with my cousins, when and and you know, and they're talking wrestling slang. Mm-hmm. I understand you this, so it. I can but respond. But anybody else have like and when I talk with my law enforcement people, they're talking law enforcement. Mm-hmm. I get and it. They talk a lot of numbers and shit, right? No, they, 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 it's just certain things that you that you that you determine whatever. And you know what? I, I'm not gonna say it because no. then people are gonna know. Yeah. But you just know what they're saying, and you're like, yeah, I get it, bro. You know when what? you say to someone else, they're like, well, what is that? You're like. And I think what makes us so good, and and this it all ties together, like it really does. What makes us good at training at the range, for example, learning how to handle fire. When you came down here, you got into firearms pretty quickly, right? When I well, came down here, we, I was in fire. I, I was at firearms back home. No, but it's different here. You have it's you can diff- do it more it, frequently it, it, and yeah. more more aggressively. But so my. Uh, my godmother, she lived in Pennsylvania. Correct. Yeah, PA. Yeah, PA she she took she took me and my cousin uh, Flick to a gun range, mm-hmm. and me and him was hood reckless. Mm-hmm. Like, like the range we was at again, you know, mm-hmm. one shot every every second, right? Every couple seconds. And yeah. we was in like clack, 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 and like letting it off, and they're like, "Oh, dude, bro." So yeah, I, I think right. in PA at the time, you could do like three shot three shot intervals, pause, mm-hmm. um, or one shot intervals, pause. And me and him was just letting off. We didn't know how to hold the gun. We held it how we thought. Or you doing the, the side yeah, angle? We ain't no shit. But we thought we knew. That's all. When I came out though. here and I started training, I was like, "Oh shit, I don't know nothing yeah. and about wielding a gun." But not just wielding a gun. You the have safeties, a foundation for discipline. Yeah. Right. And for anybody out there that thinks they just give you a gun. There's rules. There's a lot There's of rules. rules. You don't just go to when when nah. you go when you go to a training range. They don't just say here's a gun shoot. Like mm-hmm. there's train. There's rules. Mm-hmm. There's trainings. There's there's oh, just and there's language. There's language. Right. There's gun community language. has short but, phrases. Quick yeah. language. Just like everything. There's some else. stuff I don't like though. But I, just, I deal with it because I like. You have I don't to. Like, yeah. And, and right. there's certain respects. Exactly. In that world, Correct. you know, like say for instance, uh, you don't barrel someone. Mm-hmm. Barrel means whether the gun is empty or full. You don't point it at someone. Mm-hmm. Like you could get punched in the face for that. Even even if the gun is empty, mm-hmm. and you're joking like ho 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 ho, you get punched in nope. the face for that because that's a sign of disrespect. One of the one of the one of the golden rules is always treat a firearm, any firearm, like it's, like it's loaded. loaded. Yeah, that's one of the things when yeah, I do and, my and, YouTube videos, whether it's cooking or guns, I'm not an expert with guns, and I would like to say that. At this point in my life, I'm a quasi-expert in food, but the adage is the same. You don't you don't work in the kitchen with a dull knife. You don't 
you don't go to the range with um you know a poorly maintained weapon yeah you always treat it like it's loaded you don't go to a wrestling match fucking you probably could but you probably should stay in shape right yeah. you shouldn't go there Dude, all it, it, fucking because even those fat like, wrestlers those guys that used to be real fat like they, bam bam bigelow they're in shape. They were in shape. And you'd be surprised. Bam Bam Bigelow but, was the shit. Yeah. They're just big. Again, they're just big because they're big, but they're... Or, they're or a big... Uh, what was it in Big Bad Vader? Yeah, Vader, yeah. He was a beast. But he... Yeah. He had like fat muscle. So, it's rules across the board. It's it, the it, same. If you work someone, you took care of them. Mm-hmm. You try not to hurt them. You didn't sandbag. Sandbag means uh, you support the move. You didn't just give the... You didn't just give the dude your whole weight. You try to help him do the move oh, for his safety and your safety. Okay, that's interesting. You know what I'm saying? Because you could hurt somebody. Yeah, exactly. You could hurt safety. yourself. Right. So knife safety. safety, gun safety. So knife safety. Physical your, safety. Your knives aren't dull. Say, if I give you my knife, mm-hmm. I don't give it to you knife first. I give it to you handle first. Mm-hmm. Gun, I give it to you. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, handle first. Mm-hmm. But it's empty. Slide open. You make sure you make sure the gun is mm-hmm. cleared. Correct. You give it to your person. You verify with the person that is cleared before you hand. That's right. These are all safeties that nobody talk about. Within no. whether it's the gun world, wrestling world, but chef the politics world, of it, they take out. They take that part out, right. and they make it seem like it's it's just careless. Well, when Owen Hart, because even when we grew up, wrestling, and people don't remember this. But in the nineties and in in the, in, the, in the early in the pretty much the whole fucking nineties and the early two, wrestling was frowned upon. These kids are are being violent and rich because the attitude ever was fucking crazy. ECW was big. It was crazy. Remember when remember when ECW used to come to New York? But here's the thing: when Owen Hart, remember that 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 freak accident that happened? Yeah. That was a freak accident. Literally. What people don't know is like you know they they gave they gave WWE a hard time like. You murdered him. Like, I remember watching stuff, and Ed McMahon, he's not a monster either. Like, he's a businessman, but I don't Vince, think he's the kind of... Vince, at that time, it was Vince. Ed, Ed was gone. Not Ed. You know what I'm talking about. Vince, yeah. I said, hey, man. Uh, Vince well, McMahon. now now Vince now Vince is pretty much on the hot seat, but we'll get into that but, later. Yeah, but, you know, someone dies like that. Yeah. But that again, was a freak but accident. When you look at it, it was his idea. He wanted mm-hmm. to Bret do Hart, it. Owen Hart did. He wanted to do it. Yeah, he wanted to do it, and... I think the, the the scandal behind it was that he was a little too heavy for it. He was a big dude, you know. It happens, man. Like, it's you, a freak accident. It, happens. it was a freak accident. Just and like say, for instance, with this dude, what's his name? Alec Bold or Alec Bolden? Yeah, but he's an asshole too because. He, but that's the problem, and that's why he, character. He's an asshole, he's so an, people think he did it. But again, it was a freak accident. But it's also he's an actor portraying uh, a gun-wielding badass who has no experience or again, skills but, learning guns. But, but remember, as an actor, they give you the gun. He doesn't know to check it, make sure everything right. is good. Right. Whose fault is that? That's the studio's fault. I, I, I can't. I think it's his fault because this is coming from a guy who, when Trump was president, he blamed everything on Trump. And now this man actually killed someone and he has no responsibility for it. I can agree to that. It's his I, fault. I, I can see that perspective. When when John Wick, when, you know, and I, I, I love using him as an example. When Keanu Reeves trains for John Yo, Wick. Do, do you remember when John Wick first came out oh and nobody gave a fuck about yeah. it? And then, and again. It was like the Matrix. One, one of these shows, we're going to touch on Rotten Tomatoes. I have a beef. I don't understand Rotten Tomatoes. Isn't it something like one no, guy? No, 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 no. We're, we're, we're not going to do it now. Because, dude, I have a rant <laughs> on that motherfucker. He's fucking full of shit. And the fact that his fucking opinion matters in the movie world, 
I want to fucking smash my head through a brick wall. But why does anybody's opinion matter? Look at Cisco and Ebert. Remember those two fucking weird But you know what? They had credentials. I used to this watch is, them, bro. They had credentials. Rotten Tomatoes is some motherfucker that was in his mother's basement at 80 fucking 50 years old. And for some reason, his opinion on movies mattered. Hmm. That's like anything. Fuck him. Fuck him. We'll get on that later. Continue. <laughs> did, you, did he we, still we, waiting we, for we, you at a bar? We, 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 dude. dude <laughs> he gave you a bad spot during a match? You, you dude, have flashbacks. Dude. You, you know what my thing with him is? It, it's it's the... He was literally just one fucking person who people for some... And again, it's a great name, Rotten Tomatoes. I get it. And this is what we talk about promotion. I get it. Rotten right. Tomatoes. Sounds good. And people thought it was all... Maybe now it's more people. But when Rotten Tomatoes first started, it was one fucking dude mm. sitting in his basement who was probably like me and you that watched movies and gave his fucking opinion, started a fucking blog back at the time when it was a blog before vlogs or something. Mm-hmm. And people were like, oh, wow, I'm going to take this guy's word into consideration. Mm. A lot of his movies that he votes 99% are fucking suck. Well, he probably gets paid by the studio. Exactly. Like and that's Eber. my point with motherfuckers like him. They get paid by the studio just to say what the fuck they say. That's like a lot of things, though. I want to headbutt him. I want to headbutt him. I'm fucking headbutt him. Head. Dude, I'll headbutt him. I'll, I'll headbutt him so hard. I'll knock us both out. Damn. I'll, I'll be on the floor That's shaking. Like but anime headbutt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep not shoot. Bang. Ah, dog, you know yeah, that. man. It, it, you know, but as any industry, you know, look at food critics, right? What really qualifies a food critic? And. This goes back to the point in the hashtag fry pan. Sometimes people, they base their opinion on other people's opinions, right? I say most of the time. And half the time they're basing their opinion is usually a food critic who may have a relationship with that business, mm-hmm. who um, who's very biased towards a certain business, who may be in comp- you know be competitive with another person. People don't take those, you know, it took a long time for people to kind of stop listening to food critics but now the food critic in my opinion started to die off like the individual food critic which I, one, like, I do like that right but now you created a different type of food critic with Yelp mm-hmm. with with Urban Table or yeah. Open Table I mean and all these other sites Google where anybody could be a critic even if they don't fully understand what the concept of, of the food is and Everyone's an expert in hamburgers. Everyone's mm-hmm. an expert in barbecue. Everyone's, Even though they never cooked it. Yeah, they ne- and everyone's an expert in Italian. I ate here, I ate here. I ate at this restaurant, right? And even, all right, even if you're right, even if you're 150% correct that the food was awful, you're going out of your way to destroy this person's life. And because Yeah, because of your one-time experience. One experience. Now, yeah. If the place is bad overall, you understand they're going to go out of business anyway. Mm-hmm. No one's going to go there. But if they've been in business for X amount of years, right. you have to understand that's probably... Give them a chance. That's probably and your one experience. That's my thing with the chef community, and I think most chefs would agree, like, food critics, they're a necessary evil because if you get that good review, you're golden. If you get that bad review, you're fucked. It's like the gun community. Sometimes I read reviews on these guns and I'm like, how is it possible that they got a bad review on this particular pistol? You can't. You. So. 
on our experiences shooting guns because like say for instance when mm-hmm. i get something you try it when you get something i try it. well you get more than me which i have to get you get way more i have to try i have to get into you that you want to sell me that sig like yeah you're still trying to get my sig like no like i like it um but like it's weird because it's like all right like the idea is a gun that shoots it should be good mm-hmm. you do feel the differences difference. in guns that's right don't get it twisted like it don't just yeah it shoots a bullet but it is a different feel. It, it, it's it's everything that Tupac said in his song. What was it? Me and my me girlfriend. And my girlfriend. Yeah, it, it, that's All legit. Now, for you guys who don't know, he, he was talking about a gun. Yeah. All you guys out there, that's like, oh, no, no, no. he was talking about a gun. When and me I and my girlfriend. That me wasn't a girlfriend. girlfriend. <clears throat> yeah. That was a gun. Yo, when I first heard that song, I I didn't know what it was about. Honestly, a me- lot of people. Didn't know. Like, a lot of people thought he was talking about a female. girl. Yeah. Right. But it was a gun. So for you guys out there that hear that song, <clears throat> it was a gun. So great song. There's a lot of songs like that, but that song, man. But it's true. Different guns feel different ways. Mm-hmm. When assault rifles feel different shot which is no, why it's when, not assault when, rifle wrong language. I'm sorry. It's an AR. AR. It's sorry. Not an assault rifle, man. But dude, AR is abbreviation for assault rifle. No, it's not. What is it called then? Uh, it's like armor light or something like that. It, armor what? Armor light or it's not a, it's not assault rifle. So what is it called then? Well, we that's a, we gotta educate. If it's not called an assault okay. rifle, what let is me, it? Let me just confirm it real quick. So, pretty much, so people are like, oh well, why you need all these all these guns? It's the same thing. Like say, why you need all these sneakers? Why you need all these purses? Why you need all these dresses or pants or? It's just a want. Mm-hmm. You want to feel different things. You want to wear different things. It's, it's the same thing with guns. You want to shoot different things. You want to have a different feeling. Sidearm, shotguns. Yeah, I was they right. Are, I was correct. What it's, is it called? It's armor light. Armor light. Mm-hmm. Armor light. Armor light. So, guys armor. out there, light, guys. Armor light rifle. Say it again one more for everybody. Armor light rifle. That's what it's called. It's you not questioned called me. It made me think twice. No, no. It. Again, education. It's, it's, fact. it's all about it's that. Not, it's not. Every so, weapon that you have is considered an assault weapon it's a knife your fists it doesn't matter that's an assault weapon so again when it comes to why you need all of this it's the same thing why you need an xbox and and why you need an xbox and a playstation and a playstation and a nintendo yeah why you need 18 tvs in your house why you it's the same thing because i want but let me tell you something shooting the ak shooting the ar Shooting, um, let's say my Springfield 1911. The clay shooting. The, <laughs> the clay, Dude, the clay shooting was. Um, I want to hump it. You know, my semi-auto is a it. totally different experience than shooting my. Uh, I don't have. I'm sorry. Shooting a pump action, right? Yeah. It's a totally different experience. Shooting different AR platforms are all different experiences. They depending on upgrades or uh, the style of AR-15 that you have. You know, it's all customizable. And the problem with people who are critics in any industry whatsoever is that most critics, they're self-proclaimed experts in that field. When but you they can, have a favorite. Yeah, they, they could just, I'm an expert. Yeah. That makes you an expert. So right. they, they'll be like, I'm a Glock expert, mm-hmm. but I have an opinion on SIGs, yeah. MP, now, uh, Smith & Wesson. Now, like, here's the thing. Chef, like wrestler. You can't just get the title because you say you have it. You gotta earn but, it. But even even wielding guns, even even a gun a, a gun fucking professional, mm-hmm. like chef, you gotta earn it. Wrestler, you gotta earn it. Mm-hmm. 
what we call it in wrestling, I don't know if you call it, we call it paying your dues. Yeah, you, oh, yeah, that's everywhere. Pay your dues. You mm-hmm. got to pay your fucking but dues. You know, and I feel like today's generation feels like they don't have a due to pay. And it's like, nah, nah you're right. Let me tell you, you something. You got to pay your fucking dues, That bro. guy that you're working for, listen, I'm going to be, you know, I'm almost 39 years old. And I was very young when I was a cook, very young as a sous chef and very young as a chef. The hardest thing I had to overcome was getting the approval of people who were there before me and the ones who came after me. Paying your dues. Yeah, I had to pay my dues hard. But now, what they what they classify it as is hazing. Now, I get some hazings can be extreme, mm-hmm. but there are some hazings that have to happen. Yeah, you got to because your you bones. have to understand and the business, the business your bones. that you're in. Yeah, you build your bones. Facts. Because again, if you're going into a certain business sensitive, yeah. Let me tell you something. When I learned how to do charcuterie, which is like salamis and you know cured meats, I wasn't good at it at all. I did it on a couple occasions as a, a, a director for my sous chef. <laughs> I wasn't good. I I didn't. I followed recipes thoroughly. I sucked. But when they were like, "Yo, Vic, you're gonna be on Hotline today. You're gonna work pasta. Fucking stud." You're going to be on grill. A stud. Yo, you're going to be on garbage. A stud. I love garbage. <laughs> you're going to make soup. Okay? Yo, they're like, you on family me. I'm like, yo, fuck. I see this dude sharpen knives. And I'm like, fuck, that looks so sexy. Yo. And then I come home and I try to do my knives. And I'm like. <laughs> yeah. He's like, uh, you, yeah. It's like I, got, I, got, I got this little shit that I just slide the knife through. You know. <laughs> but I watch him and he like has his pinky out. And he's like all like, you know, it's you just this. like this. Right, on some real shit. shit. 100% bro Family meal Was the most Intimidating thing For me Period End of story I always felt I could make the dishes That they taught me In the line I could sell it To a thousand people I could make the same I could make the same Pork dish A hundred times I could make the same Salad a thousand times I could make the same Pasta five hundred times And I felt confident When they told me Vic Family meal Was your day on Thursday Or family meal Was your way on Monday I used to shit my pants Because because you have an understanding of it. My peers. You, you related to it. You understand the idea, especially where we come from. Like yeah. like Marina, my mm-hmm. grandmother, they're cooking. Nigga, to this day, I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck she does. She made sofrito when she came down. So I was like, I don't, I don't get it. I, I saw my grandma. I, I watched, dude, I watched oh, my grandma make funny? it. She and, got my son trained. My oldest son. She trained him. To skim the top of the stuff of the soups or whatever, mm-hmm. yo, he was fighting with my wife in the kitchen. You gotta, you gotta skim yeah. the top. But again, this, <laughs> but see, what people, this is grandma. Like grandma, uh-huh. they skipped the generation. So Marina ain't teach you or me or Ainge. Mm-hmm. She was like, I'm going to Sean. Yeah, Sean's the future. That's right. And, it and was she great. taught Sean because she was like, Yo, Vic, you at where you at? Mm-hmm. Sean's not. Hey, Sean. Come oh, here. She still judges me, bro. But no, I but what I'm saying is, you she was already trained. Me. She said, he's a chef. That's it. He was taught. Sean, come here. And she she taught your old son the secrets. So now, if you want to know the secrets, nigga, your son's the, he's the key holder. When I cooked for my grandmother, I was so intimidated. It's facts. It took that's, me back to those days doing family. Because family, you're cooking for peers. Yeah. You ever wrestle with somebody that you have such a great respect for that you yeah. like, fuck, I don't want to yeah. fuck this up. Any wrestler, ev- yeah. and I don't care who you are, every wrestler starts off as a mark. Hmm. If you're not a mark, you're not a wrestler. 
every single wrestler who walks the earth today mm-hmm. is a mark. Right. That's what you start off as. And then you promote to smart mark. And then you go I on. have a crazy question for you. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you're ready for this. You may or may not disagree. But what if The Rock walked in and... So, so you, and back said, in the day... But hold on real quick. Let's just put... Let's put all of this aside. And he said, all right, heck. I'm gonna teach you a master class in wrestling. Just me. So I, I, so I work him, and dude, I was a mark, dude. I got, I got family and friends that could tell you I was a mark for the fucking rock, dude. Like I went to a show one day, and and again at this point I was, I was a smart mark because I was already training. Uh-huh. I was a fucking smart mark. I went to a show in Madison Square Garden with a bunch of friends and family, and uh, one of my guys. Uh, it's uh, we have a real relationship, um, Darren. Uh, we call him DVS. Uh, he, <laughs> he was at the show and I knew it was going to happen. I knew Stone Cold was going to win, but cause I was at the show, you had it. You had I was energy. like, yo, rock gotta win. Stone Cold went over and I fucking marked yeah. out hard by that. I, I had a Stone Cold shirt. I took off the shirt. I threw it on the floor. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was so fucking, and my dude Devious just laughed. He was like, oh, he like, like to this day, he'll, he'll you tell the story. Out. I'm pretty sure dude, I marked the fuck out. You fanned out. That's and so, cool. uh, so I would like it's weird. I would like to work. I would like to work rock at that time. Now, I wouldn't like to work them. I have different wrestlers for different things. But what if like, he just gave you a master class? Just like, yo, nah, let's just have fun. In the ring. If it was a master class on promoting, I take it. Like, I think nobody has better promotions than rock. Yeah. Like his mic work is unmatchable for me. But when it Do comes to smell? yeah, but when it comes to work mm-hmm. there's other wrestlers i would rather do but mic work rock if he if he did the mic work class i'll take his class hands down then dope that's good if you had a chef who'd be your chef master class master class bro well that's not fair because i i mean no 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 it is fair you gotta pick someone i don't like uh no 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 bro all right i don't know but let's see let, let's go with the basic because i'm fucking a noob let's go with ramsey is ramses is ramsey chef ramsey had a class i would but what would you what would you what would you want to learn from him? Whatever he taught me. Really? Whatever. I would I would do it. Hmm. I listen, I still respect. No, no, that makes sense. He's a great chef. He's just a piece of poop. Yeah, that that is true. Because it, it, it is true. I would want to learn other things. Because again, what he does on TV is mm-hmm. not what he knows. Because again, what happens with WWE is you have to work a certain way. Right. Now I, I've never seen none of his dark matches or his uh, or his uh, indies wrestling. Because mm-hmm. again, a lot of niggas who wrestle indies don't do the same on the, on the WWE right. standpoint right. yeah, because you're 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 you kind of have limits to what yeah, you could do. Yeah, yeah. So some you see someone on WWE, you're like, that's what you could do. Mm-hmm. But then you see him in the indies, you're like, oh my god, this dude is a god. My my idol. So yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, you know what? I I, I was kind of short. My culinary idol, honestly, people might not like what I'm gonna say, but. I looked up to him was Mara Batali. Was that the same dude that had the issue with your shit? The fat dude? Yeah. Yeah. He's he's brilliant. He's a he's brilliant. But that's too easy for me. Cause I would I would do it in a heartbeat. Because he's he's, he's Yeah, you know what? When you put that like uh, yeah, I'd I'd probably take a high from him. I don't again, agree. Dude, I don't agree with a lot the of the politics, day, but he's he was brilliant. Rock, Rock is wrestling royalty, man. That's His it. uncles, Let's his be father, honest. like he's so you know what? Yeah, but it, you know what it is for me? Where he's at right now, I don't like where he's at right now. Like growing up, well, he's Hollywood. Man. He was still yeah. So they're all Hollywood. Being that he's more in the social media world, like when when like say for people like us, mm-hmm. 
Like when I see someone like him, like, oh, I bought my mother this and I did this. It's like, I kind of turn sour like, damn, so I'm like, I can't do that where I'm at right now. Yeah. So I mean, it's, Well, maybe it's, if we make it one day, we could look back and be like, yeah. ah, we became those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, y'all, look. Another chef's caliber. We just, you know how we do. We cut it up. We have fun with this. That's um, it. Talking about all things, wrestling, food, guns, everything else in between. Uh, check us out. We and, and, and this is just a, a, a PSA. We have Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Pocket, Pocket, Pocket Cast. We, Pocket. We're, we're on Spotify. We everywhere. We're everywhere, guys. We're Check us out, out, yo. Say later. Word up. Only two things.